Rambam Yemi for Monday, Yudgumu Menachem of Tavshin Pei, the third paddock, Parak Shlishi of Hilchas Deis. So just to recap, in Parak Aleph, the, uh, the Rambam explained the whole concept of Deis, that uh, their traits, their middas, every middah has its extremes, and then you have the middle, and he explained that to go to the extreme isn't healthy. Um, Chacham is all the way smack in the middle. Chassid might go a little bit in one direction, but in a good way. And a person can train himself through his behavior to uh, achieve and acquire the right traits. And that this is all connected to the mitzvah, to, uh, to, to go in Hashem's ways, mahurachum, etc. And Perak Beis, yesterday, uh, he brought the idea of uh, a soul malady, a soul illness, not in the sentimental illness, but the, using that terminology and the concept of healing and, and doctors of the soul. And uh, sometimes in order to, to heal a real serious case, you need to uh, you go really extreme to almost an absurd level, but the idea is that you get back to the middle. And then Yamulov yesterday, he said that actually when it comes to haughtiness and costs, you shouldn't be in the middle, you should really be on one end. And also spoke about being, uh, how important it is to keep quiet, not to speak too much, and also spoke about not uh, misleading people, and there's a lot of statements and, and pieces from Perkei Avos, and how uh, the person describing that parak embodies those uh, values from Perkei Avos. And laughter, I was mentioning at the end as well, yes. Um, so today is going to continue, and it's like really like continuing almost like the today's paragraph is continuing the last paragraph uh, to discuss the idea about Distance, distancing ourselves from material things, gashmias, is that a good idea? Does that fit with the Torah's values or not? How does it fit with what we explained until now? And since he concluded Parak Beis, he mentioned the Mishnah, Kinabat Taiva Kavim Etzinas Adam that the Taiva and Kavim's desires and honor can destroy a person. So that's exactly where he picks up again today with Parak Shlishi. So Allah Alf, Shema Yoimar Adam. So maybe a person will say, since we just Taka said in the end of Parag Bays that Taiva and Kavid are bad, and can destroy a person. So what I'll do is, with this too, I'll go to the extreme, and I'll go to the opposite. That's the it's the same terminology he used in the previous paragraph. When he spoke about Kas, he spoke about the Gvalev, he said, so you come possibly to the same conclusion. Maybe this is also on the list of things that uh, really, according to Chazal, according to Torah, we should actually go all the way to extreme. Because in the beginning of Parak Aleph, you mentioned this as one of the days. Yes, in the that some people they're always desiring their father, chasing their desires. And some people that are so pure, he doesn't desire even the minimum that the body needs. So that was what he described in the beginning of Parag as one of the two uh, polar uh, extremes of this trait. And then he later on he explained that the Bainan is what's the middle path of this Dea, the Layas Ava El Advarim Shaguf Tarakalham, the Afshalikhis was lost, and the only desire the things of the body needs that you can't live without. So but now you just told me that the Taiva is Maitiasadam and Ailam, Taiva Mamish destroys a person. So maybe according to Chazal, maybe Chazal are saying that this is also the kind of thing that we should actually go uh, all the way to the extreme. Maybe even the minimum of Taiva is also bad. That's what you'd think, perhaps. And what would that mean? So actually you won't eat meat, you won't drink wine, you won't marry a woman, you won't sit in a nice home, you won't wear nice clothing. Ela Sakva Tsamara Kashiv Hayitzaban, oh, who wears uh, 
sack or un, un, unwoven the wool, just stuff like that. And the Ramam says that this behavior is kigoyin kumre edoim. This is the behavior of the uh, Kumri Adam. What are the Kumri Adams? So Adam refers to Christianity. And the Kaimrim are, uh, are priests. So the Ramam is actually explicitly, uh, is explicitly calling out the, uh, the priests and the monks in Christianity, where that's their big idea, that uh, if you're super special and you're super important, so you don't, you don't marry a wife. The other details about all the other pleasures, it could be, I don't know if they're always so consistent over the, over time with, uh, well, you know, what they did or didn't do, but uh, marrying, that's, uh, that's always been a big thing in, in main, you know, Catholic Christianity, etc. the old, the old variants of Christianity. It's just interesting to know that uh, today we have um, Josephus's, uh, Josephus was in time of the uh, so he had, you have his original writings from Greek, they wrote in Greek, at the time, so it's famous that he describes there that in addition to the groups uh, in Claudius, so he had the Prussian, he had the Stukim, so he describes there's also a third uh, group called the Essenes. Uh, it's not mentioned in our Makairis and the Moshe Nakairis, we actually don't know what the Jews uh, would have called them, but in, in Hebrew today, we call them, we just try, you know, turn to Hebraicize it, we call them Isim. He describes them exactly the same way. They didn't marry and they didn't do any business. And uh, a few decades ago, when they found the Dead Sea Scrolls, so they connect. They said it's probably connected to this group. Anyway, so I saw actually that over uh, over the centuries, there were some Christians who said that, "Oh, look at the Essenes and Josephus. That's actually a mucker. You see that in Judaism, there also was such a concept for the you know, just like we have Lahav, uh, they have the the monks and the and the priests. So maybe this was a, a source originally in Judaism. But anyway, this is not mentioned in Chazal. And as the Ram is going to say, this is not uh, what we consider Yiddishkeit. So the, the Ram just says it's Kumri uh, Adam. So anyway, that kind of behavior, Gamzu Derech Rahi, but also Leilach It's also a bad path, opposite of a Derech Toiva, and uh, you should not go on this path. Do not take this to extremes. Um, and he uses the word Asr. Until now, the Ram only used the word Asr in Parag base for Kas. Over there, he said it's Asr to be in the middle. Also, he said it's Asr. And here he's using Asr, Dafka, to go to the extreme. Here, going to the extreme is Asr. And as he did in the previous paragraph, the Ramam is going to rely on statements from Chazal. And he's going to bring a famous one here about the Nazir. So the Ramam says, Someone who follows this path is actually called a sinner. As it says regarding a Nazir, so um, when you look in Torah, so the general sense you get from Torah is that a Nazir is a very special person. But uh, here's the, here comes the famous Chiddush from Chazal that uh, why does a Nazir bring a carbon chatas? Essentially because he sinned by being a Nazir. So what does it say? It says, Now the uh, original context uh, over there in Parshas Nasai, the Parshas Nasai, the Parshas Nasai is actually that uh, it's specifically referring to the case of Chiyamas Meis. If someone died and the Nazir became Tomei, he brings a chatas, and then it says, uh, you should bring a chatas, mashachat al-anafesh. You look in Rashi there, so Rashi says, mashachat al-anafesh, the simple uh, idea would be shleinizer with Tumas Ames. The sin was that he didn't, uh, he wasn't careful, he got tummy. But then Rashi says, no, but chazal, sir, the lezer, a should see it out from an ayah. Nothing to do with getting tummy, just in general, that, uh, he deprived himself of wine. And really, it's true that a regular nazar also brings a chatas. So what what Chacham say? I'm not Chacham. I'm not. 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 I'm not.
If a Nazir only deprives himself of wine, he needs a kapara, a b'shachot, a so for sure if you deprive yourself from everything, or anything, so that's all, that's a kavachayim. So this, uh, the, the Rashi there, the Ramam, so this is all in time. So obviously this is a, a sort of a complex uh, subject. Tasteless right there in time is say that, uh, Regarding another itself, it doesn't say that So it sounds like you should deprive yourself of wine. It is a positive message. So of course it's much more complex than that. And over the generations there were different approaches. Chabad itself over the generations, the concept of Askafia, and I'm just pointing it out very quickly. But here we're just going with the Ramam. The Ramam quotes this without uh, comment. Uh, that's it. You shouldn't deprive yourself. And uh, he clarifies even more with another quote from Chazal. Therefore, Chachamim, the sages decreed that a person should not deprive himself except from the things that the Torah itself said that you should deprive yourself. You shouldn't be adding, piling on extra extra oaths for things that were essentially permitted to you. And here is another quote. It's not enough like Taira for you. There aren't enough Yisurim uh, and Taira that you have to add more things. This is a famous Yishami in Nadarim. In the context there is Nadarim, and it's a statement against Nadarim in general, not just the Nazir. But again, it's uh, it's more complex, and uh, there's actually a Sicha I have copied here. Maybe I'll, uh, I'll say it at the end. Uh, where the Rebbe quotes different, uh, Rambam, Rambam himself says different things about Nadarim in different places, and how the, and how the Rebbe and how Chassidus sort of makes a say there in the uh, this uh, this subject. So uh, for now, I'll continue. I think uh, here. And now he brings the Ramam quotes. So what Chazal said regarding fasting specifically, but so included in this, those who are always fasting, they're also not on the right path. They're also not on a good path. And the sages forbade that a person should be. Uh, Torturing himself with fasting. That's also from the same Gemara in Tainus. It said, Omar Shmuel, Koyesha, Patainus, Nikra Chaite. If you're always fasting, you're a sinner. Then it says, Oh, that's uh, the same idea as uh, the Nazir. That's where that, the statement about the Nazir comes in. All right, so if to be on the Derech Teva, Derech Teva is, uh, previously used the term Derech Teva for those who uh, go on the middle path or for Kaas who go on the extreme path. So here, if you fast, then you're not on the Derech Teva. As we described it and explained. Things like this, and anything similar to Siva Shlem of Omar, Pasuk and Kahelas, Al Tahit Sadik Harbev, Al Tashakim Yaser, Loma Tishoimim. So there's no, uh, I don't know if there's any special context there, but the idea here is that sometimes being too much of a tzaddik, you feel like you're doing what's righteous, too much of that righteousness isn't good, and it actually ends up in desolation, it's, it's not a good outcome. So, um, okay, so we said we shouldn't, uh, we shouldn't deprive ourselves of Gashmias. Okay, so what's with all the Gashmias? It's very, very Megushim, it's very uh, material stuff. Uh, we should just, uh, kind of can't be that we should just uh, be into material things. But that's where the next idea comes in, as we're going to see at the end, which the Chomasach is a mission of Perkei Avis. So, Bez. So a person actually, with everything he does, he has to, everything has to be with the purpose, with the intention of knowing Hashem. Now, it's an interesting expression. Well, what, is that? What, do, what do all these things have to do with knowing Hashem? He doesn't explain it right away, but he'll get back around to it in Halacha Gimel. 
And first, he's going to just set out, he's going to set out to define how the attitude towards Gashmir should be, and then Halacha Gimel is going to get back to explaining what the deeper Kavana is, how it connects to Leda Hashem. So for now, he's just going to explain what the attitude to Gashmir is. So yeah, Shiftoi Vekumai Vidiburai, sitting, coming, speaking. It should all be revolving around this. So it's not mindless, but it's all it's all part of a calculation. It's all part of uh, an agenda. What's what, what are you doing? Ketzan? How does this work? So if someone's doing business or someone's not doing business, he's a worker. He gets a salary. His uh, his, his mind shouldn't be focused on, on the money and, and, and earning money. What's the real kavanah? Why, why are you working? Why are you doing this business? It's all to get to the main thing. What's the main thing? So for now, we're going to say the main thing is whatever your body needs. That's eating, drinking, having a home, having a wife, a family. So... That's the tachlis. So again, we're not going to even mention the ruchnius right now. We're just going to say that when you eat, it has to be just about the the, the purpose of eating. Uh, if you're making money, it's again all about the purpose of eating. And we'll get back in halacha again. We'll get to the point behind all the points. So chenk sheyechal the yishta the yivoyal. So when a person's eating or drinking or engaging in marital relations, liyasim aliboy lasus dvarim halolu v'den lahanas bolvad. So another example, this would be that while doing those actual things, while engaging in those things, it shouldn't be for the pleasure uh, involved. Because if that, if you were to do that, what would happen is, because if that is your, uh, that is your motive, so what's going to end up happening is you're only going to eat and drink things that are sweet, things that are tasty, things that you like, and the uh, marital, marital relations are going to be for the pleasure. And that's not good. So when you're doing those things, the focus should be, why, why am I eating and drinking? In order to be healthy. Why am I earning money? In order to eat and drink. Why am I eating and drinking? In order to be healthy. So it's things that are essential. You have to focus on the fact that they are essential and not to get sidetracked with the, the side things and pleasure is uh, considered a distraction from the from the real purpose here. So, so like as we're saying, so it's not uh, it's not just a matter of intention. It actually has a practical ramification. How you're going to go about the eating and drinking will be different depending on your... Uh, on your mindset. Therefore, he shouldn't eat everything that his palate, the, his mouth desires. The way the dog and the donkey do. Which, so if the Rambam is using that as like a model of those who eat for pleasure, not uh, for what they need, which is interesting because uh, I think so, you know, I think today you imagine animals that they focus sort of only on their uh, essential needs. They don't have the complex. Uh, Desires to focus more on survival, but I guess domesticated animals. If you have animals that live with people, over time they could develop uh, preferences. And, and, and someone who lives around animals, you don't want to be in the same category as the animals. So not to be like those. So uh, you should only eat things that are uh, helpful, that are useful, that are beneficial. And uh, so there's going to be a rule in modern. As long as it's beneficial, it doesn't matter if it's bitter, it doesn't matter if it's sweet, it doesn't matter if it's tasty or not. And conversely, conversely, don't eat things that are harmful, even though they're sweet. So the, the, your question shouldn't be, does it taste or not? I don't care if it's harmful. The question should be, is it beneficial or harmful? I don't care if it's tasty or not. It gives an example for that. Kate said, 
And here the Ramam starts already uh, bringing in some of his uh, medical content, which uh, seemingly is not necessarily from Chazal, but possibly from his medical knowledge, his medical background. Like we mentioned yesterday already, the Ramam started mentioning medical in the beginning of the beginning of the parak about those who confuse uh, sweet and bitter. So the Ramam says, for example, Ketzah. Someone who uh, has a warm, uh, his body is warm. Uh, so uh, for him, I prescribe he should not eat uh, meat. He should eat honey because that's going to exacerbate that uh, warm, that warm. And he shouldn't, uh, he shouldn't drink wine. And it says, So Shlema um, the Ramah himself says it's really a mashal. Uh, the Ramah wasn't actually talking about uh, the, the, the benefits of eating or not eating honey. But uh, for our purposes, we're going to quote the Pasuk uh, literally that uh, don't eat a lot of honey if you're this guy. Or in general. And what else should this person do? So what are alshin? So alshin, uh, the plant uh, is called the, the sicorium plant. Uh, from sicorium you have uh, chicory, you also have endives. Uh, alshin endives are mentioned uh, famously in the list of marr and in Mishnayas, the types of marr. And like as I'm saying, he's about to say it, it's bitter. Um, even though it's bitter. So if you're drinking uh, endive juice, uh, why are you drinking endive juice? Uh, no one's doing that for fun. Uh, clearly, the only reason why is for the medicinal uh, properties, because that's uh, the belief is that's going to uh, help you be healthy and whole. Because it's impossible to live uh, without eating and drinking, so you have to eat and drink. So you eat and drink the things that uh, keep you going. Keep you going. So it's all about uh, a utilitarian approach where it doesn't matter, you know, is it kashmak, is it not? It's just about what can you get out of it. Now, so the Ram gave examples with eating, and now he goes on to another example. So, marital relations. So, what's the reason? The reason is uh, for health reasons or to, uh, seemingly means to uh, keep the society, keep humanity going, to reproduce, to recreate. So these are two possibilities, and again, it looks like he's going to spell those two out right now. So therefore, a person doesn't do that whenever he feels like it. So either because he knows that at a certain interval, the body needs to relieve itself, which again, he seems to be citing some kind of medical knowledge that is explained elsewhere, and he's just mentioning it in brief. Again, we said this either or. So it's either uh, for an immediate uh, bodily need or it's uh, not an immediate bodily need, but uh, he, he actually is trying to uh, have children right now. So that's that's another reason. Now, the Ravid actually uh, wakes up over here. You haven't, you haven't heard from the Ravid in a while. The Ravid says, So you also have the mitzvah of Aina, not just for these two reasons, but if uh, the woman wants uh, the mitzvah. What about that? So the Kesef Mishnah, we said the Kesef Mishnah is the commentary of the Beis of the Machaber, that he wrote on the Rambam, and he likes to defend, to bring the Makaris for the Rambam, defend the Rambam, so he immediately quotes the Rav and he defends the Rambam, he says, not mentioning that, that's a Chiyuv. We're going to learn about it. The Rambam didn't skip the whole concept, it's going to come up in the, the appropriate context. We're talking about things you're doing willingly, not if it's a chiv, it's a chiv, that's a different thing. 
We're talking about if you are voluntarily going ahead, so it would either be for this reason or for that reason. That's how the Kesef Mishnah responds. So now that we describe the, the, the mindset of a person towards uh, the physical things on an everyday basis, and so now that I'm gets back to explaining what the uh, deeper kavana of this all is, that I'm says, <clears throat> someone who uh, behaves according to the rules of medicine, if the whole uh, reason, the whole purpose that he's thinking about is that uh, his body should be, uh, should be whole and, and healthy, Right, because nowadays and surely over over generations, you have people that are very into having a healthy lifestyle. You don't have to have Chazal and Torah and Rambam to get into a healthy lifestyle. But if that's all you have, all you take is the healthy lifestyle part of it. So you're also essentially thinking the whole day about Gashmi, about material things. It's just a different style. One one guy's uh, focus on material things is uh, enjoyable stuff, and someone else focuses on uh, the healthy stuff. So it has to have a deeper purpose. And another example, he says, A person is having children. Okay, it's utilitarian. Why do I want to have children? I want children. They should do work for me. They should uh, do, do chores and errands for me, right? So because once upon a time, even up until about 100 years ago or so, uh, children, uh, many children were sort of used in that kind of way. They were used for uh, chores. And today, it's not on that level, but maybe uh, parents have uh, more bedakos a little bit, uh, you know, not the right... Uh, Reasons, but uh, so uh, it says, What you this is not the right way to do it. Why do you want your body to be whole and, and strong? Back to what we started with that uh, you should be able to, able to focus your soul, should be able to focus on knowing Hashem. And you can't focus on uh, intellectual pursuits. Uh, if you're if you're ill or your your one of your limbs is hurting, the yasma and that's uh, that's why so that would be why you want to be healthy. And what about the children? It says the yasma liba Why should you want to have a child? Maybe he'll turn out to be a gadol. So that's a uh, that's a reason. Um, so that's that's earlier he said just the kaimas azera, and here he said just to to keep humanity going. <laughs> a good gadol, yeah. Um, yeah, of course. So, um, but it's interesting. The other one adds this extra wrinkle. And the idea being that it's not your own, uh, even over here, I'm assuming that it's not your own nachas, that you, you should have nachas at your child. It's your, it's your contribution to, to the world. What's the best contribution to the world? Uh, not a doctor and a lawyer, another God will be Israel. That, uh, there's actually a little bit about this in the Sikhs and the Chiraglamid, Nayak Bez, the Sikh there about the mitzvah of Purivu. And they quote from Hilchas Ishus, Shekola Meisiv Nevashachas Mi Yisrael Kiilu Bana Oila. So there he says that uh, every child you bring into the world, that like you built another world. Uh, it points out that here the Rama mentions this idea that uh, you're having a mind that the child should be a Chacham and Gadol be Yisrael. So Rama says, explains that the period of a Rivi of procreating that's about just Binyan Ha'elam. You want to bring more people into the world. Here the Rama says this is your your personal Kavana. So perhaps. What we can say is that this is sort of a parallel to the food. You eat in order to be healthy, and, and then what's the deeper meaning? You have to have a deeper meaning. So the deeper meaning is to serve Hashem. So what's the immediate reason why uh, you're having children in order to add children to the world? What's the deeper meaning? That has to be something deeper. So that's uh, the Ramam said. The deeper meaning could be, uh,
But uh, the core of Mitzvah Pirbe Rebbe is just that uh, we create, yeah, okay. Now the Ramam sort of uh, sums up the, what we consider to be the famous uh, approach of Judaism to serving Hashem through material things. So turns out that someone who follows this path his whole life, so so he's in essence, he's always serving Hashem, even when he's doing business, when he's engaging in marital relations. Even then, even in those things, which you wouldn't uh, immediately consider, you wouldn't uh, think that those would be ways of serving Hashem, but it is. Why? Because what's his whole uh, thought process the entire time? It's all to uh, to get the, the, the basic needs, the basic, the basic necessities, and the point being that the body should be complete to serve Hashem. Again, you see the double that the, number one, you, you need your needs, and why do, you have, why do you meet your needs in order to serve Hashem? So that was all in the context of doing business and, and, and eating and then our relations. Now it goes even further, even sleeping, which is completely passive. And even when a person's sleeping, if the reason why he's thinking is because he has a mind that I want to be able to rest my, my mind up, rest my body up. I don't want to get sick from lack of sleep. I want to be able to serve Hashem if I'm sick. So I need to sleep. So even the sleep, even by completely being passive and sleeping, that's also serving Hashem. Regarding this, Chachamim uh, said that everything you do should be L'Shem Shemayim. The Pasuk from Mishle, uh, I'm just going to, we have a few extra minutes, I'll say this in the about the Yechem Asha so yeah, these of course are very, very fundamental, basic uh, ideas. And of course, in Chabad, uh, especially there's a, a whole trade from the Rebbe about that. So like I said, I think uh, tomorrow I'm going to uh, go to Perk Hamishi. Perk Revi is uh, very lengthy about the medical things. So I think we want to get back on track tomorrow. Just to add the, uh, this from the Sikh. So there's a whole Sikh that sums up the whole uh, the contradictions about the Yacham Asher Asher Tayra. The Rebbe says there, that the what's a nade there? So a person is, is prohibiting something that in essence should be permitted. So you see different approaches in Chazal, and even in the Rambam himself, you see three halachas. And Elchus Nadarim, Perak Yud Gimbal, the Rambam says, Mishanadar Nadarim, the Lachin and the Yasev, Latakan Maisev, and Ezazarazim Meshubach. If you're making a darim in order to adjust your traits, to make sure you're on the right track, as we describe over here in Elchus Deis, Zarazim Meshubach, that's great, you're on the ball, you're doing a great job. Someone who was eating a lot. So he promises, I'm not going to eat meat at all for a year or two, right? We said to go to the other extreme. So how do you go to the other extreme? Uh, make an oath that you're not going to eat meat. Ayamisha gives other examples. So kulan Hashem heim. It's all ways of serving Hashem. When the darim elevachayetzvehen for the darim like this and similar amru chachamim and perkayavis, the darim struggle precious. That the darim is a good gateway for being parish. So you only end up being on the middle path. So that's one thing the Ram says. Then in the same parak in, in the Ram, in the next halacha, the Ram says, even though you're serving Hashem with these, you shouldn't uh, overdo it and don't get used to, don't turn it into a habit. Really, you actually should uh, avoid things you should avoid, be avoiding without a an nade. And then the Rebbe quotes Melchus Deus over here. So three different statements in the Rambam. Yenadarm, or 
a day of Nadarma without making a neder or not depriving yourself at all. Rebbe says, here we see there are really three different paths in Avedis Hashem. Precious through a neder, precious without a neder, or no precious at all. So what's the explanation? So the Rebbe says, this is the explanation of Chassidus in the footnote. The Rebbe says, look in the Kutitayra, it's a, it's a matis uh, discussion. Nadarm, and Rashab, other sikhs of the Rebbe, okay. Well, so what's the, how do we, uh, how do we reconcile everything? So someone's on a very low level in Avedis Hashem, so he does need to deprive himself of uh, material things because he's 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 chasing maestros, he's chasing he's chasing the extra permitted things. It's dragging him down even more and more. It drags a person down. So the person on his own, he's he's he's, he's tied, he's locked up with uh, things of the world, material things. So someone like that, he needs a he needs a nade there in order to force himself to bend his will because he knows his will really is to continue. He's really tied up in this stuff. Only the nader is going to force him to cut himself off. So someone like that, he's serving Hashem. He's strengthening uh, himself through a nader. What's the next level that Rebbe says? Someone who's not chasing maestros. He's not chasing the extra stuff. So he doesn't need a nader. But still, since he didn't reach a high level in Avedis Hashem, so he's still willingly, voluntarily avoiding, without a nader, certain things that are permissible. That's what the Raman says. The next halach, half of Bishan Aved Alisham, Layarba Adam and Idri Isser, Lifish Midvarim Shore, Lifish Mimbalayneid. And that's Kaddish, that's the concept that we quote in some places, Kaddish Atzvah of Mutalach, that you are being the Kaddish, so you are sanctifying yourself by not engaging in the things that are permitted. Not a Nader, but just you're on a higher level than Aved Hashem. It says, then the highest level is someone who's on such a high level than Aved Hashem. There's no concern at all that something that's permissible would ever pull him down, would ever drag him down. So regarding him, that's what Chazal said, that's what the Ramam said, because someone on this level, there's no concern that he'll be pulled down. He should be involved with things in the world. That's beer, you're being revire things, you're, you're, you're purifying, you're taking things in the world and, and making them holy. Like the Nambam concludes in Melchizedin Perek Shlishi here, even as the Rebbe says, which is a higher level, and to bring them up to the Kedusha of the person.